0: The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to The Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hey sis, I'm super excited to be back in front of the microphone with you this week Um as I have been really um what's the word I want to use Kind of chewing on this topic for a couple of weeks Not only for myself but with the intention to share with you all What I feel like God has been putting on my heart more recently As it means to kind of sharing this podcast with you Um a very long story short I think I like I've I've said most of the year That this has been a Very surrenderant Repentant year for me And in the process of creating um, My time with God journal Which will Pre-sales will be Out this Sunday October 23rd If you are not on my email list Go ahead and go to the show notes And sign up To get the notification When pre-sales go live, this journal was completely a project that I didn't really know necessarily needed to be made. However, I have seen so much transformation in my own life from getting back more consistent with my time with God. And as I've been kind of thinking of just like content I wanted to share kind of around the journal, essentially. Um, I have my own way of doing things whenever I launch something. But God has really been sharing with me what he's wanted me to share with you all, which is um, a couple of topics. So last week I talked about the most grounding thing you could ever do for your faith, which was spending time with God. Today, I really wanna talk about repentance. I have been at a place where Learning about repentance um, has been something I've I've kind of been aware of, but walking through it is very different. Um, essentially, the definition of repentance means to turn, and basically, with we're talking about as a repentance to the Bible is really a sense of like having sincere regret or remorse. And a lot of times what I've found and what I will explain in this podcast, which is going to be very scripture heavy, is that repentance is often kind of like this uncomfortable conversation we often have in church around what does it mean to give your sins to God? What does it mean to turn your heart back to him? What does it mean to actually give God your heart again? And I think repentance is not talked about enough, in my opinion. This could be my opinion. I don't know how everybody church is. But when you feel the conviction of God and you know you're not at the place you know you need to be, you desire to be close to God, but you're struggling with getting there, or you are experiencing just a lot of emotional overwhelm, it's oftentimes, in some cases, I will say, where our hearts have to turn back to God and understanding that honoring and putting God first in our lives is an extremely humbling process, It is you really being out of the chair of control and putting God back in his rightful space. And most of the time that is you relinquishing control of whatever you feel like might be the thing that's holding you back or the thing that's making you lack um, success or lack control or balance. When a lot of it is really getting back in front of the, in front of the father and being at his feet. And And what repentance is, is really relinquishing this place of you feeling like you have to be in control and giving your sin to God. Essentially, it's just turning. Like in the Greek, it talks about turning and really letting your um, sin fall before the Father. So I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures on repentance today. We're going to talk a little bit about... um, what it means to repent. We're going to talk a little bit about why sin keeps us away from God, um, the reality of our hearts, and why repentance was what Jesus talked about. And the reason I'm also bringing this up is because I have seen what it, the transformative power of repentance in my own life more recently, that has brought me to a place of where I've seen change. And I think a lot of times we talk a little bit, we lo- we talk a lot about what God is going to do and what the Holy Spirit is doing. But a lot of us want the transformation, but we're not willing to repent. Or we may not even be aware that that's what we're supposed to do. And as this relates to mental health, I think that a lot of times we have to also go through the process of relinquishing our sin as we're healing Because a lot of it too, you have to feel the process of grieving. You have to feel the process of what it means to realize that people hurt you and disappointed you. And instead of blaming, I go to a place of forgiveness. And sometimes that requires us to really have to lay down ourselves before God and say, help me process through this. And that within itself means really addressing the things you ran to. What were the things that you ran to out of hurt? Was it you avoiding God completely because you think that he hurts you? Was it you running to alcohol? Was it running was you running to marijuana or sex or per, sexual perversion? Was it you running to social media? Was it you finding your validation in your own success? Was it you finding thinking that your abilities were going to be the catalyst for you to be able to do it? Was it you seeking out a partner? thinking that that was the thing that was going to make you perfect. Was it you seeking out in yourself your own capabilities or these things that we think in ourselves make us whole, but really it's God. And we don't oftentimes recognize that it requires repentance. It literally requires you saying, Lord, forgive me for putting these things in your place and putting God back in his rightful place. And sometimes it requires you to go through the process of repenting and spending time with God getting to a place where he can reveal these things to you and why is it so important so I'm gonna go in I'm gonna go there today y'all because this has been my life this year and it's extremely hard um it's 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 not easy because one of the things that I have recognized for myself is that oftentimes when I felt like I was convicted or needed to repent I immediately felt shame. And shame is a thing that will make you feel like you are condemned to hell, that God is not, God does not want you, God is not pleased with you, you feel very guilty. And that is a feeling, but it's not the end all be all feeling because we have been saved by grace. And practically, what that looks like is Jesus took every sin we could ever commit to the cross, which means that the judgment and the punishment that we should have received is no longer ours to have in Romans 3 23 it says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so there's not one single person or one single thing you've done that is going to keep you from God but you have to be able to really give those things to him Romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is, sin is death but the gift of God is the eternal life in Christ's In Christ Jesus our Lord So God has given us eternal life When we accept him Through Jesus Who took the sin of death Because honestly Whatever we do that's sinful No matter if it's pride or comparison Or whatever your sin is The punishment is death But because Jesus took that for us We have the ability to walk this out And so I think that it's very important To talk about this because In order for you to, I feel like, feel the fullness of your relationship with God, you're gonna have to repent. You're gonna have to get to a place where you can say, God, my hands have been on this or my hands have been tied to this or me trying to be in control. And because I don't have control, I really, really just need you to help me, help me through this. First John one eight through ten says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive our we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness if we claim we have not sinned we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us so you can't even sit here and say that you have not sinned and so why is why is repentance a requirement so in general, I think that sin keeps us away from God. It is, it is the thing that separated us at the time when Adam and Eve took on the fruit. They sinned against God and there was a separation. We at this point now experience the true wages of sin, which is death. And so we are fighting constantly to get back into a place with God And y'all, the Bible says that the flesh and we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against a spiritual attack. And so your flesh does not want you to be close to God because it wants the desires of this world. Your spirit man, however, the Holy Spirit wants you to be close to the Father. That is the gift, that is the power, that is what we have received from God. And so why does this relate to time with God? Because when you spend time with God, You are understanding more of his character. You are understanding more of who he is. You're understanding more about him. But also, you're understanding more about yourself. And a lot of us who have experienced trauma, we don't really even understand so much how trauma and the things that we have been hurt by have really impacted our lens and our view of God. We look at God sometimes as a disciplinarian, we blame God often, we uh, look at God as the reason why all these things are happening. When the reality is that sin is in this world and the enemy would do nothing, will love nothing more for you to not have a relationship with God. And so the more you get into your quiet time, the more you make that a priority, You are putting yourself in a place where you are getting before the Father humbly about what your needs are. And he will meet them. And I know that's hard to hear sometimes when you're struggling and you're in a hard place. But being in the presence of God, I know you can identify for yourself a period of time where you've been in the presence of God. Where you have felt the shift. You have felt the love. You have felt everything And that he wants to give you. And so Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And so essentially, this is a promise. This is not a statement. This is not, this is a promise that even when you're weary, he's going to give you strength. And so I know the healing process, repentance process, the surrender process is not easy. Because as you're healing and as you're going through therapy and you're unraveling all of these narratives and things growing up that you learned you're also relinquishing those habits that you ran to out of survival because most of the time what I tell clients all the time is like these behaviors you have displayed have served you up until this point but now you're realizing they're not sustainable nor do they make you happy and so sin within itself doesn't sustain us nor does it make us happy but it also keeps us away from God because our true desire is to be close to him and so why it was so important for me to create the time with God journal is because I know that when you are struggling you need a context to get before God to simply sometimes just make your quiet time easy but also timely because when distractions are around us And distractions can be as simple as your kids waking up in the morning. Distractions can be um, social media. Distractions can be work. Distractions can be you being tired. Then when you don't prioritize this, you feel a lot of unhappy feelings. And I know that sometimes you just need a flow. You just need something to tell you what to write to get back into alignment and a place where you can actually practically repent and give yourself in your heart to God. And so when it comes to sin and when it comes to repentance, we have to know that the Bible says in Hebrews, and I don't know the exact scripture, that the Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and that we can receive help in the time of need. And so it's important for us to know that you cannot you cannot hide your sin from God. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 13, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So when you approach the throne of grace boldly and seek mercy, you have to tell God how you feel. And so I talk about this and I'm going to talk a little bit about this in another podcast about the meaning of being authentically vulnerable with God. And I have never in my almost 30 years been as vulnerable as I've been to God this year About what I felt I know that the feeling I was feeling earlier this year Was because I wanted to run the other direction Away from what God was showing me And it was because I did not think I was capable or qualified But more importantly I knew the responsibility Of when it happens when I have to really surrender Because it means that I can no longer run to my own vices And so because of that I really want you all to understand the reality of our hearts. And whatever your sin is, again, if it's talking crazy to your husband, if it is yelling at your children out of frustration and being tired, truly some of these things are things that we have to seek wisdom from God on and you will only spiral out of control when you aren't seeking him around what it is that you need help with. The situation itself might not change, but your response will shift. And y'all know, y'all been in seasons with God where things have been gravy. And you're like, man, my perspective was different. Everything. But when he's calling you to more things or calling you to a different mindset, you're often met with the conflict internally of, I don't want to change who I am because this is all I know. But this is what you're telling me I have to do. And that can be really tough at times. And so I wanted to bring the reality of what your heart is and give you this anchored scripture before we continue. So this scripture is um, Luke 645, which basically says, and this is Jesus talking. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so I bring this scripture up because I'm going to talk a little bit about the heart. And before I break this scripture down, let me explain what the heart is. So the heart in the Greek, as far as this specifics, I want to say is it this specific scripture, but I looked up heart in the Greek and basically heart is described as the, um, universal seat and center of all physical and spiritual life. So not only does your heart pump in general to keep you alive physically, it also is the seat and center of your spiritual life. So the way to describe it is the, the center and seat of spiritual life, the soul or mind as it is the foundation and seat of thoughts, passions, desires, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavors. And I will link this below. This is from the Bible Hub. So breaking this down in the Greek is your heart itself, which is why Jesus was saying, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. There's a lot of scriptures in the Bible, and I really charge you to go study the heart, but it's the place essentially where your emotions are, your thoughts are, your passions, your appetites A lot of us have an appetite to avoid God, to be honest. That was me. To be honest, really, this year, I wanted to avoid the Lord because I did not want to fully step into what I knew he was telling me to do. Because for years, y'all, God has been really pressing on me to be a therapist and also really work in the mental health space. I know that I've been doing this podcast, so more transparently, I have really wanted to run from this because I have felt the weight And the responsibility of if I do this, this is going to require me to give up everything I thought I thought I wanted to do. And if I give up everything I thought I wanted to do, that means I have to relinquish what I think is best and really step into what you think is best. And that is so scary to me. And it's been a process because I didn't know that it meant being a full time entrepreneur I didn't know that it meant having to juggle two kids and a husband. I didn't know that it meant the cost emotionally of having to really, to be quite honest with you, share myself so publicly. I didn't know that it meant having to really wrestle with God about me being prideful, like truly, like he has showed me this year, like, Pride has been the root of all of the reason why you want to avoid. And so what my heart says is, like, I don't want to deal with that right now. Like, I would say that randomly. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now, Lord. Or um, this is hard. Or really, I could be doing something else. Or I could just go back to work. Like, these are things that are ingrained in my heart that I'm saying out of my mouth. And what it is is pride. And so for God to reveal to me that it was pride... And Jesus literally saying, these are the things that are being produced in your heart. These are the storage places in your heart that are coming out. And I'm not going to say like there aren't good things. I mean, I think you're always going to forever be in a process of relinquishing and repenting to God. I don't think there's just because you're good ground. I think that you're always still going to be working on stuff. And I do believe I'm good ground. But I also think that there are parts of me that really require me to be before the father and it requires repentance. It it requires me to go before him and say, father, please help me. Forgive me for putting this before you. Forgive me for putting social media before you. He recently showed me like social media was becoming an idol. It was becoming my, my coping mechanism, essentially, not really like trying to be on social media, but essentially my coping mechanism to avoid dealing with stuff and, and doing the work because it's just easier. It's just easier to scroll. Um, and so, yeah. And, and, and so Proverbs 26 and two says, test me Lord and try me examine my heart and mind. Literally God is really trying to get us to examine our hearts and really look at them because oftentimes our hearts can be hard it's really really important to know like the pharisees and the sadducees hearts were hard against jesus because they were so prideful they were so rebellious they thought that religion was the thing that was going to get them into heaven and jesus was like you don't even treat people right mark six fifty-two says for they had not understood about the loaves their hearts were hardened." Their hearts had become so hard against the Lord. And so it's really, really important for us to understand that a part of sin is also idols. Psalms 24 and 4 says, The one who has clean hands um, and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. Most of the things in our lives that we have either unconsciously or subconsciously put in God's place are false gods whether it's our own confidence whether it's people that we think are going to get us to the next space and again not saying these things aren't necessary but one of the things i remember earlier this year i've told y'all i've been in business for um almost four years but full-time entrepreneur for a year and a half and One of the things I realized as I was going through my process of working, because again, entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. But one of the things I realized as I was working was that, um, you know, I really relied a lot on myself to get, quote unquote, things done. That when it came into my business, I realized that I went a lot into survivor mode when things didn't go right. So if you might be a mom or something or in grad school and you might be finding like you're so overwhelmed that you often go into survival mode of what is going to make this work right now and without un, without knowing that sometimes you seeking the Lord about what it is, it could be God saying like stop saying yes to all these people or take some of this off your plate or rest more. Or uh, you might be concerned about finances. Are you tithing your money? Like those are things that I know that was something recent. Uh, we were going when we were going through, and I talked about this at the uh, God Pays Me conference. But when we were going through our financial woes earlier this year, we weren't tithing, and I and God had told me like you need order in your finances. You can't expect like this big increase and you don't even have the spiritual order. Of what is necessary for you to do things. And so a lot of times we're seeking God about, you know, make money, make more money come or make things things happen. And it's like, but are you seeking it for order versus yourselves? Are you relying on your own capabilities versus his? Because truly, sometimes God may say, Get off social media for six months and focus on your schoolwork and here you are being disobedient and not doing that, thinking that, well, if I get off social media, I won't have a release. And it's just like those are things that require you to have to like pay attention to what the Lord is saying. And so our hearts themselves don't want us to follow what God wants us to do. And so the the Bible, there's a scripture in Proverbs that talks about the heart being deceptive. And like, it is the thing, like when you have an appetite, when your flesh has an appetite for sin, you are going to go to whatever that is. And I know I talk about this so much, but like y'all have to understand, it is a spiritual and vital necessity and practice for you to spend time with God. Jesus exemplified this all throughout his life. He often went away from the disciples to be alone with the Lord and commune with the Lord and pray with him, spend time with him. There were so many scriptures that talked about it. And we have to look at the exemplification of Jesus's life to show that it was necessary for him to do that in order for him to do these miracles. And so whatever way you desire to spend time with God, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, the way I'm explaining it. But you have to know, like, Christ is the Savior that allows you the opportunity to give you communion with God through the power of asking for forgiveness and really really laying yourself before him. And so lastly, I want to kind of cover like why did Jesus talk about repentance so much? But there were often times in the Bible he says uh, he can't he would say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or repent or repent your sins have been forgiven. Um in Luke 5, 31 through 32, it says Jesus answered them, it is not be healthy who need a doctor but the sick i have not come to call the righteous but the sinners to repentance jesus was saying i'm not here to help the healthy people i need to help the sick people and the sick people are all of us we are sinners if you are struggling in your mental health or you find that you are in a healing process or if you're just a person period you're a sinner he wasn't calling people who think they have it all together Because they didn't want his message anyway. He was calling us to a place of repentance. Acts 3.19 says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins will be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. So when you repent, you are getting the opportunity to be refreshed. You are getting the opportunity to see change. You're getting the opportunity to understand that this is for you. And so... It pushes you in a place where it's giving you the ability to come back to God. Romans 2 says, or do you show contempt for riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. God's not giving us this time and this kindness towards us and this love towards us for us to just take advantage of. He's doing it to lead us to a place of coming before him to humble ourselves before him. And so Second Corinthians 7 and 9, yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because of your sorrow that led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, so you were not harmed by us in any way harmed in any way by us. Paul is basically saying like your sorrow and your your guilt and your conviction has led you to this place to bring you things before God. And before I go any further we are not condemned y'all We are not condemned to hell I know a lot of us have been brought up in the spiritual context A lot of us have been brought up by parents Who said that you're gonna go to hell for all this stuff And truly like That is a punishment And we don't get the punishment I'm not saying um, That you know, they were people were ill intentioned in teaching us these things, but it often made us turn our hearts to turn our hearts away from God because we felt like God wouldn't accept any of our sin. There's not one single thing that you can do that will keep you away from God. Period. Period. Okay, so I want you to just be mindful that as you're going through this process of getting back into right relationship with God, or even getting back into your time with him, it's going to require you to repent. It's going to require you to lay before God and ask him to help me understand what I put before you. Help me understand where am I struggling with balance? Help me understand where I'm struggling with grief and why I'm so angry at you Lord for taking this person away from me help me understand why you're convicting me so hard in this area and I don't want to give up this relationship but I know you're telling me I need to give it up because it's draining me and I don't want to do it Lord and help me understand okay so I think that in saying that to say don't put these things before the Lord because you're going to be in a Harder place when you don't do it with him versus when you do it with him. Um, and understand that it's really important. I, re- I was listening to this um, podcast, and then I'm going to close this out. But I was listening to this podcast by Jackie Hill Perry and her husband, and they were talking about why people leave the faith. I'll link it actually in the show notes. Um, that podcast, I remember, was the starting shift for me mentally. Because in the podcast, they talked about when we do things without the Holy Spirit. And they really went into detail about how doing things without God really isn't all or people's intention isn't to necessarily leave the faith. But truly, they've been disappointed in so many ways by spiritual places. Um, They've been disappointed in so many ways by people. And sometimes it can drive people to leave the faith. And having the grace towards these people around it. And I remember not necessarily wanting to leave the faith or like not be Christian anymore. But having moments of like, God, this faith walk is hurtful and it's hard. And I don't know how to do this with you sometimes. Because sometimes I just want to throw in the towel. I don't often want to be at a place where I'm so vulnerable that I can't conceptualize what's happening But then something happens where he just drops something and it just reminds me, okay, I'm with you. And it's just like those sometimes come few far in between as you're going through a trial season. And so they talked about that. And so I'm going to share that podcast in the show notes for y'all because it was really, really good. But if you are someone that is really struggling, I, I, I urge you get before the father, Get the Time With God journal If that's what you feel like you need If you don't need it, that's fine This is not, you know A means to like make you get something You do or don't need But if that is something If you feel like you need a format um, The journal will be available In both digital and physical copies So if you want to get the physical copy If you're someone that writes on paper That'll be available As well if you have someone that has Like a Remarkable or an iPad Or tablet of any sort, you can download the PDF version and upload it to your, um, upload it to your, um, iPad or tablet and use it. Like I I say that because it is so necessary for you to be with God, um, especially during this season, of time of life. So I hope this was helpful to you next week. I'm going to really talk about, you know, building the habits of spending time with God, How it can be a slower process than we think Um, And so I'll be going over In more practical detail around that But I really want to talk about repentance today I hope you enjoyed this episode If you enjoyed it please share it with someone That you might know that might be struggling With their time or struggling in a tough season To really see God Or what's going on with them And I love y'all so much And I hope this podcast was helpful to you And I'll talk to you soon